Shut up and sit down. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. So did you make a good choice? No. Everything's a mess. Folks are feeling blue. If your troubles got you down, so much you can't buy. Get on that bicycle and ride. Yeah, get Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. You are listening to the slightly above average crew of the Dialed Podcast. You know them, you sort of like them, and they get the job done most of the time. Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. You know I'm the bomb, though. It's okay. I won't tell the guys what you are thinking. Even folks in Boston town are giving Hey yo Matt man, I miss you. Who else was with me when I caught the swag flu? Just get on that bicycle and ride. Yeah, get on that bicycle. Hi and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Von During and I'm here today with Mr. Evan Price. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen of the interweb? (laughs) Somebody had to do it today. (laughs) Yes, we're missing one of our uh, compadres here. Um, Mr. Matt is on location and unavailable to talk. Unavailable. The short, skinny, weird guy to my right is not here. I I was super worried that we wouldn't find out how the ladies and gentlemen of the internet are going we're, we're going to be find doing out today, how they're but doing. we'll find out we'll still find out how they're doing <laughs> again i will speak on their behalf i think they're doing just fine <laughs> mr lance romance lance romance in studio stealing your thunder baby uh, i'll take it it's <laughs> all sorry. good How's the Golden Boy doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. No more nicknames for you. I'm over nicknamed already. Hey, Mr. Lance Saggy Pants, why don't you uh, backpedal for us? Backpedal. Uh, oh, the biggest thing is I Zwifted three times yeah, last I saw week. That. I saw that. I about <laughs> fell off my bike when I saw that because that's where I was at when I saw that. How long I was, was on Zwift. Your... I'm like, wait, what? How, how long was your longest Zwift? Oh, an hour and a half or something like that. How long did that feel to you? Oh, like three and a half hours <laughs> okay, or something yeah, like bet. that. Something ridiculous. <laughs> it was raining. I needed a workout. I thought, um, I need to get in and On to do the this Swift. thing. So, plus I want to I want to do the Teams with yeah. rides too. Did you like it? I didn't do the Teams with rides. I can't remember what I had. I had, oh, we had a dinner that night. Yeah. We had a family dinner going on, mm-hmm. so I couldn't do it, but. I thought I better make sure this is all working and all. There's always another Tuesday in the future. So I did Zwift a few times. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I also did, I I had a, uh, I cheated on our DCT team, our dialed cycling team. What? (laughs) (laughs) I've been getting invited to the uh, tireless velo cyclocross practice. Oh, how dare you? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And so it's actually really fun, but it's. it's called it's called Bridge Club. That's what they call it. I don't know why they call it Bridge Club. I think it's funny because, honey, I'm just going to Bridge Club. I'm not going to cyclocross practice. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to Bridge Club, and it's a bunch of old people that they do it at like eleven o'clock in the morning. So, That's awesome. So, but it's it's a really good workout. It's like interval training and where where do they do it? They just do it at a local park here in Vancouver. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was glad I got invited. So I've been a couple times. And so I'm actually, the guys I'm doing it with are the other Camus cross country coaches other than Matt. 
So did the, Matt not get involved? Well, Matt, well, Matt, Matt won't probably, go. Anymore. Matt probably refused his, <laughs> yeah. his invitation. He yeah. refused his invitation, <laughs> but he won't go. So anyway, I went to Bridge Club. That was, and I feel really old. It's like a, that's like a book club, club for people on bikes. Is that what that basically is trying to say? <laughs> I, think so, I think so. Yeah, they've got a cool team though. They've got a lot of juniors. And they've got a lot of folks that've been doing a lot of the cross racing yeah. stuff for a long time. So it's good to have them around. Yeah, they're good good folks so then i jumped in my truck with my wife and my dog and uh drove uh, across the state to pullman washington for washington state universities how do you how do you feel about the city of pullman (laughs) (laughs) there were some strong words shared before the podcast (laughs) earlier okay washington state fantastic school great school my daughter who's a freshman there darby she loves it she loves being there she loves the school but the friggin' town is... <laughs> if you could just see Lance's face right now. <laughs> it's too small. She just like broke his wedding ring. He squeezed so like, hard. Forms about to explode. Got, veins are popping out of his horn. popping out of my head. <laughs> Turning red. Okay. The town is 30,000 people. Uh-huh. The school is like 25,000 people. It's like the whole town. So when you show up on a big weekend where there's and their football team is really good this year yeah number 10 in the nation number right? 10 in the yeah. nation so when there's a football game and it's dad's weekend and every student's dad is in town the town is just overrun you can't find a hotel you can't get into a restaurant you can't park anywhere yeah. <laughs> you can't park anywhere ride a bicycle anywhere you have to overpay for some dumb airbnb in some <laughs> idiot guy's basement i didn't <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm starting to. Do you want to off. share for how the weekend? <laughs> I'm starting to lose it. I remember before the podcast, Lance goes. He's like, "Well, I'm probably not going to share all of this on the podcast." Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be careful about what. Just I so say. we don't get hate mail, because I know there are a lot of diehard Washington State yes. fans here. They're actually ranked number eight. So. Oh, number eight. Oh, okay. Wow. So, There's no missions already. Right. Number There's eight. Okay. Go I'm just trying to cut Go down on that hate email. Like, hey. okay. <laughs> I, will, I had a blast with my daughter. I had a great time at the football game. They won we the game too. They right? won the game in a like last second, um, yeah, uh, touchdown throw, and it was right like in front of me where we were actually sitting. So I mean, all that stuff was really cool. It just the town is overrun on game night and or game weekend and. I wasn't prepared for that because my daughter's a freshman and we haven't figured that out yet. How much money do you think one of those restaurants is making in that <laughs> I, night I don't there? Know. So if that guy's charging a boatload of money yeah. for the Airbnb, how much of a gouge are the restaurants putting on their menus? Uh, I mean, do they have special game day weekend menus? I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> get any restaurants for a burger. to find out. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I did ride my bike while I was there. I'm like... Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. I didn't think you took it with you. I did. I, I took... I took my bike. We actually went the night before and stayed in the Tri Cities. Uh-huh. And I went out for like a forty-five mile hammer fest by myself uh, one day. And it was the wind was blowing like forty miles an hour. Oh geez, how many uh, KOMs did you I steal? I didn't get any because what? the wind always blows. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, so locals have uh, ridden that wave before. I, yeah. yeah. I so I got a few top tens. There you go. But um, I didn't get any KOMs. But that was in in Tri Cities. And then in um, in Pullman, I went out uh, the morning before the game and all that. Yeah, and I rode like 45 miles there as well. So okay. I went out for a couple hours. And, you know, it was funny. 
I, I rode to I rode I was riding on these backcountry roads, which are just beautiful, very little traffic. I ended up on one of the main highways <laughs> with all this traffic on it. I'm on my my Garmin 1030 and I like hit the navigation button and said, navigate me home. And it's set so that it stays off main roads. So yeah. it started giving me a different option. Fantastic. So I'm following it and it took me right to this gravel road. 10 miles of gravel. I'm on my road bike with my road tires. Oh, geez. But 10 miles of gravel. It was 10 miles bike? of gravel. Oh, wow. It was beautiful gravel. It was the best part of the weekend. <laughs> me riding on this gravel on yeah. my road bike it, over this steep. Anyway, it was, it was fun. Well, that gravel summons you back someday. Uh, yeah, it, it probably make, will. Might make, take the sting a little bit out of going into town. Yeah, when, that's yeah. right. All Maybe bring people are there for that day. <laughs> that's right. It made me feel better. So that's oh. that's enough backpedal for me. That's, Pullman, that's most, I still like you. That's the most frustrated backpedal I think I've seen out of, out of Lance. <laughs> Lance doesn't get frustrated, so that must have been quite the weekend. I don't blame you with that Airbnb situation, though. That would. It wasn't just that. It was it was the It was finding a place to eat. Yeah. You know, I'm taking my daughter out and my wife and the and her roommate and another friend and so there was a group of five of us and we we had to drive 45 minutes to a different town to find a restaurant that we could go to is there even a grocery store in Pullman oh no, yeah yeah okay it's, I mean it's it's 30,000 people so yeah. it, you know it has a Walmart you know <laughs> see I we could have done that but I, we had no I went to school in Ada, Ohio where there is no grocery store actually <laughs> okay. so I mean well okay that's a lie there is a grocery store but it is when I say grocery store it's like it's like a 7-eleven it's yeah it, it's a glorified 7-eleven <laughs> <7 -11. laughs> yeah all right enough. Evan Price backpedal for us buddy all right, there's there's one thing that I have to backpedal out, and then we'll we'll just get off me. I I have a big airs no missions here that that, that I screwed up last week. Uh oh, here's a regroup. <laughs> so so I claimed that my father, who has been uh, cross racing here, um, has been in last place in his races, and he called me out this week saying, "No, I have not. I have beaten a few guys. Oh, he beat so a few guys. He's beaten a few guys. <laughs> he has. And this last one that he just did." Uh, on Sunday, um, uh, it's a big race in Ohio. I can't remember the name of it. I'll, it'll come, uh, King's Cross. It was King, uh, King's Cross in Ohio, which is a big like weekend of cross racing there. Uh, he did like his best finish. I think he said he beat like six guys or something like that. Oh wow! Yeah, he's <laughs> moving that means up your the dad's field. Dad's actually listening. He's to the moving up the field. Too. He is, and he's correcting me too. Which is, <laughs> I told you, he listens. He he got inspired to go to get on the cross bike from Lance. So yeah, that was <laughs> good. He he loves it though. It's it's so much fun. That's I know. I feel I've, I feel like I've at least somebody in my family is doing cross racing because you know I haven't I haven't raced in like two weeks and I miss it terribly because yeah. i don't i don't do these sunday races and and i it just it just i feel itchy it just it just yeah. <laughs> well the crusade well, racing think, this weekend was in bend and you were in i was at so dad's weekend yeah, i mean think, was nowhere near I was think back <laughs> think back to your triathlon days there how many days do you race in a year for triathlon what, yeah like, like six four <laughs> yeah four <right>. or five <laughs> unlike this where i'm racing four times literally a week. every single week yeah multiple <laughs> times but yeah. yeah, yeah, that was basically. Oh, I've picked up like the most annoying little injury. Not, not to make this a complaint. Has anybody here like? I know we have everybody here's got broken ribs before, right? Oh yeah. 
I think the only thing sub just annoying enough to that is getting like a badly bruised rib. Yep. Because the thing like Did that too. Because <laughs> you can still just like train through it, but it's just annoying enough to be like, oh my god, uh, this thing needs to shut up. I had a few of those after that cherry pie incident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It's made. You know what's interesting? It doesn't hurt that bad with swimming. You'd think swimming would be the thing that sucks for it. It's running. Huh. Running is a nightmare with a bruise. Jarring. Yeah. 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 It's the jarring. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be gone in five days. I'll be fine. Yeah. That's why I don't run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's also because you're actually good enough at biking where I don't think you need to run. So, <laughs> so how's the past week otherwise? Um, outside of that, work's going great. You know, training is still training. This is going to, my, my, my training logs are going to be just hilariously boring for this podcast for a little bit. <laughs> it's just day after day of training. And the good news is I got a new swim buddy for once or twice a week. Yeah. Uh, me and Matt uh, talk about Nate Ansborough on here a bunch. Uh, the guy from Everyman Jack team. He'll be kicking my butt in the pool on Mondays. So yeah. I did, did my first workout with him today. We did a cool little. Anybody looking for like a fun swim set with a friend? There's like, if you can find somebody. No, I'm not. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, so, so Lance, let me, let me give you a fun you swim set here for when you come back to triathlon. <laughs> you, you, you get this like, so it's a 1K set. And you trade off every 200 leading, but it's continuous the whole time. And you try to get away from the person each time you're leading. Oh, and you got to stay on their feet. So it makes them for a really painful, you know, kind of a tough one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's really nice little up and down simulation there. So chasing <laughs> dudes around in a pool with Speedos on? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. You could do it on a bicycle too if you really wanted to. Is that to. better than chasing guys on bikes staring at their butts and <laughs> the whole time? Actually, I, I really think it is because at least there's the difference between the your, your bib shorts and your Speedo is a whole lot of landscape. Uh, so. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Let me get that thought out of my mind. All right. Uh, Jake, you're backpedaling now? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. It's... Guys, I don't even know why I come in here and tell you. It's the same thing as last week. <laughs> Literally. I mean, <laughs> another EMG, a bunch of Zwift rides, saw you for physical therapy, went to acupuncture, yep. another doctor's appointment, and then the highlight of my week was watching my kids at swim practice. That's the swim that I will enjoy because it's there fun watching my kids yeah. motor through the pool. That's a lot of fun. And then uh, watching my older daughter play soccer in a tournament, and mm-hmm. they're they're kicking some serious butt, and it's really fun. She's come around even more in like the last like three or four games. She's That's like. Awesome this like sense of like confidence and this like it's like i don't want to call it like an arrogance but she's playing with a little bit of a chip on her shoulder mm-hmm. and she's a little taller and she's strong and yeah. she's fast and like when she wants to get after it there's nobody that can run past her and she can run away from people if she wants to wow. and i saw her put a girl on her butt so hard i was instantly waiting for a card to come flying from the ref and it never happened to my wife and her like the the long face like oh my god did that just happen (laughs) (laughs) and like you want to cheer on but you don't want to piss off the parents from the other team because she's like i'm like hey were you playing football or were you playing football there kiddo (laughs) so anyway they're they're doing pretty well they're in the winner's bracket right now so we've got another set of games next weekend so Mm -hmm. um I'll just leave it at that because this is not a soccer podcast. <laughs> Still, That's though, I fun. mean, if, if we're gonna, if I'm gonna force us to talk about running and swimming here, we can absolutely talk about soccer. I'm all for that. That's the offset, right? How are the so, kids like in swimming? Oh, they dig it. Yeah, my mm-hmm. uh, my littlest, she is a little fish and just flying through the water and. Mm-hmm. Um, her classes are more geared around still learning technique and whatnot. My yeah. son has graduated to more of the, the competitive classes, so they're working mm-hmm. on a lot more like different strokes and style and technique there and, mm-hmm. and getting a lot more volume. And so it's been fun to watch them and 
yeah, it's uh, awesome. probably not something I'll ever be doing, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool to watch them progress. It's just you kind of like get enamored with your kids and their, their progress that they make. So yeah, you'll learn about it someday. Yeah, one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just uh, knocked out all my uh, my Swift rides, and I think I came in at like 8, 20, 8 hours and 20 minutes last week for riding. Consistently ride around that 8 mark for a couple weeks. Yeah, now, right? um, yeah. I was going to increase the volume a little bit, but I, I got pinched for time on Sunday. I was actually going to try and get closer to 9 hours, but yeah, had to get to swim and soccer. So yeah, you know, family rules of the day. Yeah. Consistency, so, all that matters though, yeah, especially this time of year. Yeah, yeah. so... All right, let us get this thing started. 101 benefits of cycling. We're going to go through every last one of them. Just kidding. <laughs> In we detail, picked, yeah. every single one. We picked out some of our favorites that we would like to discuss with you guys and why. So um, we will run through this. And then when you guys actually are listening to this, we'll have it posted up on our um, Facebook page. So if you want to look at all the different 101 different um Benefits of cycling that, that are pretty cool. Uh, you can definitely kind of play along if you'd like. And, um, yeah, we'll go from there. So let us uh, start off with Lance. What's your uh, first one that you got listed out there, Mr. Lance? Uh, the first one I listed was Cheer Up, which uh, it, it, it basically, basically cycling makes you feel better. Did it save your weekend in Pullman? <laughs> it did, man. I think it would have been so much worse if I hadn't gotten out on that ride. I love I love how the article like way simplifies that. That just like makes you feel better. I was like, yeah, I like how it's just that simple because that's all it is. Like <laughs> put all that put that serotonin endorphin crap to the side. This is just it makes you feel better. Like, Why does it make you feel better? Because of Cause serotonin. Because it does. It does. Yeah, right. That was my first one. Just makes you feel better. Yeah, I'm gonna. My first one was decreases stress, and I think yeah. it falls right in line with that. And I, I can't even begin to tell you like how many times in my life I've been able to go to cycling to kind of just even me out. I mean, you get worked up like Lance when he goes to Pullman on Father's <laughs> Weekend for football. <laughs> you just kind of get pent up, you know, whether it be work related or maybe you got some stresses in your life or mm-hmm. things just aren't going great. I can't think of too many times that I've gone on a bike ride and didn't come back with a better disposition. Yeah. I mean, agreed. I think, yeah, I think it makes you more productive. I mean, like as it decreases that stress, like it may seem like a catch 22 to some people like, Oh, how could you be more productive when you're just spending time on a bike? But yeah, I mean, there's globs of research out there saying it. We're not talking about like coming back from a century ride and you drop the hammer. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to want to go take a nap, but you know, when you're talking about just like your average training ride, yeah, you can go out there and pour yourself into that ride, come home and you know, get cleaned up and you're like, man, I've got Mm -hmm. some energy. Let's get this done. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. And physiologically speaking, there's a lot of science behind the reasons behind that, but you want to give us, yeah. Well, I mean, is it just well, actually, based my, or? My, 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 so really, yeah, it's what well, it's, it's very dopamine and endorphin re- related. So dopamine being, um, not to bring in this disease to talk about, but, uh, uh, anybody who knows anybody suffering from Parkinson's disease, uh, dopamine is the chemical released when you are basically planning on doing an action. So you're planning on doing a motor action, your body releases dopamine and that's what triggers the response. So you, you think about, okay, now there's this big flood of dopamine into your system as well as, you know, the, the other endorphins we talk about, but the big flood of dopamine is why after an hour or two ride, you feel like, okay, now I can go about my day and I'm going to do, I'm feel ready to do more. Yeah. I know at least for me, like if I spend a day on the couch, I'm going to be about 5% productive compared to if I do a, you know, a three, four hour good ride. I'm going to be so much more productive throughout that day. And there absolutely are chemical reasons for that. But even beyond that, just the idea that you're um, going and doing something 
already just get you primed for the day. So yeah. get this. This is this is Monday afternoon. We record this on Monday afternoon. Usually mm-hmm. before this, I just wake up late, read the paper, take it easy. Read the paper. Eat, I know I'm an old man. Take out take out your handkerchief. <laughs> take, blow your nose. <laughs> carry around my handkerchief. <laughs> curse at the kids on my lawn. <laughs> so I don't I don't do much. You know, usually before we come to meet to record the podcast. But yeah. this morning I woke up and I wrote on Zwift. For an hour and like 20 minutes. And after that, I I felt great. I felt so much better. I went and got my tire fixed at Les Schwab. I got my oil changed. Yeah. I went and had some lunch before I I mean I did I accomplished all this stuff before yep. I even walked in the door here, which I don't normally do. So yeah. yeah it does make you absolutely feel better. Gotcha. What's yep. your next one, Evan? Uh, the one that I am there actually isn't on the list. It was in the very first sentence, which I liked. It was talking about how, so there's a, there's been a 60% increase in America and bike commuters in the last 10 years, which I think, cause I know on this podcast, we've talked about some of the fall, the pitfalls of cycling lately with the decrease in racing numbers, the decrease in professional team sponsorship. I think that, I mean, that's a big number to say, I mean, as a country, we're probably getting, I mean, I think the consensus is we're getting more sedentary, but Uh you know, maybe by the numbers, we're not actually, maybe in the last 10 years, there actually has been a shift. Nope. You don't think so? Nope. Well, no, we're getting more sedentary? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Sorry. I was saying not getting sedentary. Absolutely. Yes. We're getting more sedentary. Yeah. And we're getting larger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we definitely are getting larger because they just changed the BMI like numbers actually. But so I think (laughs) at least, at least with bike commuting, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about in these cities, we talk about the traffic all the time, which is a point multiple times made in this 101 list. Yeah. That was the other point that I wanted to make because I've heard probably if, let's say I see 16 patients in a day, eight of them are going to mention traffic at some point Yeah, in this region, in Vancouver, Portland. That it's a stressor in their lives. Yes. And it is, it's, I, here's, here's my big theory on this. Uh, people with chronic low back pain and anger towards their commute is... <laughs> directly related (laughs) i don't have a good case study to point to for that but i think just through anecdotal evidence i'm going to go ahead and say that that is definitely related but you know what makes that better if you ride your bike to work right right yeah and it's kind of funny because people think okay i'm going to go out and ride my bike it's going to take me five times longer to get to work it's not that big of a okay from where i live in camas to get to downtown vancouver hustling on the bike a little bit and, yeah. and, and hopefully there's not like a bunch of stoplights I'm going to get hung up at, but I can get to downtown Vancouver in 35 minutes. 30, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm just cruising, it's more like 40 minutes. If mm-hmm. I drive my car and there's just a touch of traffic, 25 you might, minutes, yeah. you might get there five or 10 minutes faster yeah, and you're going to yeah. be crunky. Faster. Yeah. It's not that much of a difference. Yep. And it's like, all right, what's stopping me from just and there's your workout for maybe the day yeah riding my bike to say the grocery store which is a heck of a lot closer i can get to a grocery store from my house and mm-hmm. on my bicycle in 10 minutes it's not that big of a deal why yeah. don't more people do that that's a big head scratcher it's yeah. a head scratcher for me too because i don't even do it. it's like why don't i just get a bike specific because i don't part of it's i don't want to park a super nice yeah. bike out in front of a grocery a store bike or either. carry I, a gallon of milk back on true bike. i need, they've made I need little to trailers that you do attach yeah. your bike and that's yeah. cool I definitely need to buy a commuter bike. Yes. Yeah, because I'm with you. Like the main reason that I'm not taking my bike everywhere I go, well, for one is because I'm always going in and out of the pool. Swimming really ruins that. But yeah. like, I mean, it's because you know I don't want to take my road bike and hook it up somewhere because they do get stolen. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many. There's great locks out there. Yeah, there are. Uh, auto. There's also good like garage sales. You know, garage sales. I can just go and buy a yes. bike. I don't even care if it gets <laughs> stolen. <laughs> 
That's yeah, true. that's a that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, here's one that I like: get addicted. This is a healthy yeah. addiction, and granted, with anything else, you can take a little too far. But <laughs> for the most part, you can get addicted to something that is healthy. That's gonna yeah. have this whole paradigm shift in your life. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go through this this whole like metamorphosis of like you know cycling. When mm-hmm. you first get started, you have no idea the depth of what cycling can give to you, and especially if you dip your dough in the the racing waters. You can really kind of like just go nuts and, and almost like perseverate on it and, yes. and spend tons of time, energy, effort, and money. But it's a healthy addiction, in my opinion. It is. Because you're going to start sleeping better because you're going to go to bed earlier because you don't want to get hammered on that group ride. You're right. going to start eating better because you want to change your, um, your, your body to weight ratios, mm-hmm. your body weight to watts ratio, rather. Yeah. Um, you just start treating everything a little bit differently mm-hmm. and you start riding more and you're going to start burning more calories. You're going to lose body fat. You're going to get a better, um, you know, just all, all around body composition. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good things that come from this. So yeah. why, why not get started? Why not get addicted to something that's healthy? And we, and we were just talking about this with Lance. It's the, you know, so what's the difference between Lance's shape, fitness and health this time this year and this time last year? Yeah was we were i mean cycling teaches you there's really no shortcuts to that because we were just joking with lance like oh what's a secret oh it's just a year of riding 400 miles a week (laughs) and eating super well that's That's all it takes that's all it takes just one full year of commitment (laughs) lance was injured and yeah that 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 happens sometimes we Mm -hmm. get injured um like me like like somebody else at this table (laughs) and he he's always been a cyclist or a competitive athlete and he's Mm -hmm. always had that cycling bug and he's got the the ability to ride and he's had that he carried that in his back pocket with him while he was injured and Mm -hmm. you know he got to a point where he's like all right i can get this done and i'm going to use that as my vehicle to get back into shape and it's Mm -hmm. a healthy addiction lance is like you don't see too many people that metamorphosize as much as he did over the last like eight months yeah well I like food. <laughs> it's, it's been a recurring problem in most of my that's, life. That's, that's that's another one of those. Oh yeah, that's my next that's one. Good. I which like is that you're bringing eat that up frequently. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's the beautiful part of that cycling allows you to do. Let's be honest. That's why we do this more. <laughs> so I can eat better food or more food. But yeah, my my metamorphosis was you know purely from focusing on. Restricting my calories and riding much, much as more much as, as much yeah. as I could so that I could drop the pounds. And now I feel fantastic and great. And my weight has been steady for the last six months or eight mm. months. So. But okay, so you say that you like food. Do you think that you had any unhealthy addictions to say food yeah. or unhealthy foods that you like? Yeah. And do you find that you're still craving those as much now no. that you're fit? It's, no. it's kind of funny how that changes. Yes, it does change. And because of your desire to want to do well in racing you're training a lot and, and you you're, you're getting good results there you you're making better food choices because of that right yeah, yeah much more cautious so, about what i eat a you're yeah. losing the cravings and b you're making better food choices yeah that's a win-win right there that's almost why it's a good addiction in that sense is that it's we used to joke about this in running is that like running doesn't lie yeah so i mean yeah it's the same way on the bike like if you're going up that hill like the hill does not lie. You're you're getting up that hill at the pace that you've trained for right. and that you've ate at. Yeah. So that's kind of also the when we talk about walking to, to play devil's advocate, that can be a positive and negative of cycling is that it's addictive in that yeah. sense. It can be because when you're talking about some people with certain cognitive, you know, like cognitive issues with how they process their own body image and everything. Yeah, that's you know, we, we we've all read the stories of pros who struggle with that, amateurs who struggle with that, but 
as long as you're in a healthy environment and, you know, you know, in, in a group of friends that are supportive around you. Yeah. Yeah. It can absolutely be a healthy addiction. Absolutely. Social circle too. I think the social circle was on there too, which I like. Yeah. That was the biggest one. How many hours a week are you averaging right now, Lance? In Um, general, just ballpark. I know you were having your weeks there where you're like 15, 18, 22 hours. That's like what I'm averaging. Still? Yeah. Good Lord. 18. There's no way I can get up to 18. I can't ride with Lance anymore. So if you're I had at, a couple 25-hour weeks. So if oh you're just at 20 hours, and if you're looking at the kilojoules that you can almost do a direct correlation to the number of calories that you've burned. i a bomb calorimeter and see what you're Dude, doing that's in a like week. Four, like, we'll, we'll say that Lance is burning 12 to 14,000 calories a week just by riding his bicycle. Yeah. That's not including any of the off-the-bike yeah. stuff that he's doing, and that's not the fact that he's increasing his uh, his base metabolic rate significantly yeah. because he's carrying extra lean mu- um, muscle mass and whatnot. So You're that, putting in the same amount of hours on the bike or really close to what I'm doing in triathlon. It's, like been, total it's hours. been 12 or 13 hours pretty consistently. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Good gravy. Yeah, Good. I know. <laughs> Good. And, that's, and they, they bring up a couple times on here muscle adaptations yeah. too. Which, when we're talking about this long-term training, that's absolutely what your body's gone through. Yeah. Don't forget, people. I don't have a job. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> there's some. Uh, are you going to run for? I, are I you have run a little, for office? No, I am not <laughs> running for any stupid political office. No. By the time this comes out, the election day will already be gone. So Lance has 24 hours to run for office right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I I think that you know, given your your typical person that maybe has a family and kids and a job and all this stuff it, it, obviously they're not going to find as many hours a week as you do but to find eight to ten hours of of riding yeah, it's reasonable. very very reasonable yeah. um yeah. you know give up watching tv a little bit or yeah. maybe if you want to watch tv hook up your trainer and log some miles or yeah. wake up earlier put you the know, bike trainer in the living room my mom yeah. did that for years yeah. you can make it a priority you can get her done yep get fit like lance absolutely <laughs> So, so now I've got a, I've got a couple beefs with this article though, just two actually specifically. (laughs) So here's the one it's, they, they kind of loosely say save knees on here. I know what they're trying to get at, but they're talking down running with that. And that's based off some really poor research. Actually, (laughs) they're saying that running is but is How about the research from the two knees. guys standing right here with you? Because I don't run because of power, my knees. Power of two, power of two, not a big <laughs> okay. enough study, right. not a big enough sample That's size. A good point. And also one of those guys did a ton of Ironmans and racing in a very short period right. of time with yeah. very little sleep. Also true. <laughs> my knees are just fine. You know why? Never ran. Never, <laughs> never that, ran. Is, that is not that the reason. It's because you're healthy. That's why your knees are good. <laughs> but there's, so they're, they're, they're talking about they, they make the point that cycling improve, improves your bone structure, which to, if you are comparing that to a sedentary population, absolutely, yeah. yes. But, and I'm sure that you guys have heard stories about this, professional cyclists do suffer from osteoporosis at time, yeah. and they are walking that fine line. Yes, they're built like little birdies. That yeah. is also true. But there's, <laughs> there's cycling is not a hard enough impact on the bones for Wolf's Law, and Wolf's Law being... Uh, basically for every reaction, there's a reaction in the bones. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's not enough of an impact during cycling to actually build a really, really strong plexus in the bones. 
running things like that weight bearing activities definitely are but that's why i mean even your professional cyclists they will actually go on runs they'll do strength training sure because as this researchers research has come out and they've yep. found that so many professional cyclists are osteoporotic right they they have kind of found yeah. that okay so they should be cross training anyway but yeah, yeah so. exactly and that's and that's where they they do make a point on cross training in the article too but definitely making sure that if you're that cyclist who's lance <laughs> he's doing 12 to 20 hours a week on the bike to make sure you're doing things like he's doing, like going hiking and all yeah. that too. Yeah. You're not just like cycling and then laying dead on the couch and no. then waking up and doing the same thing again the next day. I actually did a hike in Pullman as well when we were there. I feel like everywhere you go, you do a hike, I, right? Yeah. I try yeah. to do one. Take the dog out for a hike. Yeah. 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 Take the dog and the wife and the daughter. Yeah. It was nice. That's like pretty much a run. That can count as a run. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Lance hit us with another one. Uh, my next one is to look younger. That was my next one as well. So <laughs> good call. <laughs> uh, I, I've got a, I, I mean, I, I'm an old man. I'm 48. I'm an old man. <laughs> hey, that ain't that old. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but I remember, I remember back in my triathlon days, I was mm-hmm. training with a triathlon group and, and, uh, the leader of the group was asking everybody, what why are you here what's your reason to be here you know and they were going around the room and it's like because i want to finish an iron man because i yeah. want to get fitter and faster and they got to me and i said i just want to look good naked yes <laughs> i wish i wish i would have been next i would have been like i just like to eat foods so. i just want to eat food and look good naked and this want, allows me to I do that eat really good food and look good naked <laughs> There's, speaking of looking good naked, also another point on there. This is where this gets slightly PG-13 rated. Increases your libido. Oh, that's next on my list. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to put that on there. This is because funny. Me and Lance have the same exact list over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, back up for a second here, though. There, let's talk about the validity of that that statement. Looking mm-hmm. younger. Looking younger. You know what's kind of cool? You show up to a bike race, and you look around sometimes, and you'll see, like the we'll say, like the Masters 50s. You'll look at those guys, and you're like, Dude, you're really you're you're in yeah. your fifties, and then, like some of them are like, oh yeah, shredded. I'm like fifty eight or fifty nine. I'm gonna be in the sixty next year, and like you ask them how long you've been riding for, and it's usually like decades. Yeah, yeah. and they they look seriously 10, 15, sometimes yeah. twenty years younger mm-hmm. than what they are actually are. Absolutely. I've I've got mostly gray hair. My my hair is mostly gray, so it's kind of a dead giveaway. It's mostly a white. It's kind, <laughs> it's of, a kind white. of white. It's got a white hue to it. My my dad, by the time he was my age, had a full shock head of white silver hair. We call, you know you call him the, the old guys the silver silver fox. fox. Yeah. That's what my dad calls himself. Oh my god. So I, I'm just letting my hair go. You know if it's. Yeah. All white. I'm fine with that. But it's kind of a giveaway when you show up with all this white hair that you're a little bit older. Yeah. But I disagree a little bit because if you're spending a lot of time in the sun or outside, yeah. your face is going to wrinkle yes, a bit it is. more. Yes, it is. <laughs> you will get some more wrinkles. So we'll correct this. If you're a cyclist in the Pacific Northwest, okay. you will look young for your entire right. life. So everybody move away from California <laughs> and Arizona and come. <laughs> or you're wearing a cycling cap or a visor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or doing the calcium on your cheeks. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not doing anything there either. I'm just letting the wrinkles come too. I, so. I got, I'm the worst with sunscreen. I, just don't. <laughs> I mean, in this region, it's like, what, nine months out of the year? Is it really necessary? <laughs> uh, well, like old Laz Berman say, always wear your sunscreen. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, all Jake, right. Jake, you got one you like on there? I do. Make new friends. Yeah, that's on my list too. Hey, and for the uh, folks of you playing along at home, none of us compared notes before the start of this, so we are 
discovering our the little, same the same ones caught our eyes. I think <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I have got so many lifelong friends that have you know from the past say fifteen years when I've been pretty avid about being a cyclist and whatnot that are still you know solid friends to this day and then more so now than ever with our team i mean i've never been surrounded by more like-minded great people that are just salt of the earth that like to give back that like to do all the same things that i like to do and i you know had we not had this team i wouldn't have ever made these friends and had we not had the bicycle we would not not have all had the same you know common thing in 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 gone out and you know start doing riding and racing and just get to yeah. really know each other i'm blabbering yeah. here i'm gonna shut no, up no exactly and that's and that's like when i mean we've talked about some of like the best conversations i've ever had in my life were like on a bicycle oh yeah with me yeah i mean absolutely some of so, some of my best memories with friends are from like me being really tired on a bicycle yeah <laughs> Like in theory, sounds like a terrible thing. It's like, oh yeah, you know, four and a half hours into this ride, I ran out of food, and me and my buddy had to talk about stuff to keep me distracted from the fact that you know <laughs> you're starting to not see straight. But yeah. you know, I, my wife and I could really live anywhere we want in the country, mm-hmm. um, but I, I know trying to recreate what we've developed here with the team and the people I ride with and the friends would be mm-hmm. would be very difficult to recreate. And yeah. And it takes years to do that. So we really don't want to move away because, yeah, I mean, like the first or second thing that comes up when we talk about possibly moving away is, well, what's the cycling like and what's the yep. team's going to be like <laughs> in the yeah. new area? Can I find a decent team to be yeah. a part of or not? Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, not for nothing, but I, you know, I came to this area because this was a desirable area for me to be in, a place where I could see myself retiring. So, I mean, there's that for me, but it's so freaking beautiful. Why would you want to leave here? Yeah. And I can understand like, okay, well, you know, after Christmas, you know, the, the, the winter starts to wear on you a little bit. Then there's January, February. That's those two months kind of suck. You know, let's be yeah. honest and call it what it is, but it just makes you appreciate June just so much more. Get out of town. Yeah. And, and Lance, you have that at your disposal, which we're yeah. all envious of. I do not, uh, but <laughs> I'm going to Turks and Caicos in January. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm going to uh, Hawaii in March. <sighs> Yeah, so, yeah, uh, everybody hate me. Please. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Ohio in December. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, here's another one real quick. Yeah, I kind of skipped over. Uh, keep disease at bay. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that, guys? Increase immunofunction. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, and other things as well. You know, I've been dealing with this nerve, this back nerve injury. Mm-hmm. I actually saw my doctor this morning. Yeah, I was going to say, tell us that story because that's a fantastic story. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have this, um, I have drop foot on my right side and and the doctor this morning told me that it usually takes two to four years to get some kind of results back from mm-hmm. that. And if you get... F- what what percentage were you down to? I was like a function. 5%. Five percent function, low, low. So that's like trace contractions, basically. My what, right, what my right trace. foot. I could only raise five percent of what I could on my left foot. Mm-hmm. And for those of you listening along that don't maybe know Lance's backstory, that was from a back injury that stemmed from just years of like being a dentist, and couple that with some cyclocross life. and mountain bike racing, <laughs> yes, and like years yes, of running. Years it's just life. like life caught up with N- you. We're not sure exactly don't what running. caused it, but it was a degenerative disc disease from my, yeah, from 
17 marathons and <laughs> four Ironman races. and Yeah, no, and, completely running's fault as you yes, get 17. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and 20 years of doing dentistry bent yeah. over all day, every day, you know? Yeah. And so it was, it was coupling all I that. I would lean towards more of that actually yeah. dentistry, knowing what you know, yeah. Yeah, it's, mm. yeah for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I had this drop foot, which is what spurred me to end up retiring from mm-hmm. dentistry. So I had my, I had the nerve conduction tested uh, last week, and it turns out that my, my nerve conduction is right about 60% now of what it was. Mm-hmm. And I saw the doctor this morning. He's like, dude, this is fantastic. And this is a year out from this We're surgery, a year right? out, and usually he told me that to get – if we get people back to this level, we're really happy, and you're already there at yeah. a year. And it usually takes people two to three years you'll, to get You'll to be there. darn near 100% in a year from he now. He doesn't ever expect 100%. Doesn't expect it? No, he doesn't expect 100%. You're going to prove him wrong, maybe? I, you know, well, it's... <laughs> I'll be the there way my you. body heals is the way it heals. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be doing the same thing with you, so... Yes. I'm, they're we got, telling we, me with my shoulder that I'll never be 100%. I'm going to live with yeah. permanent nerve damage now, but... Mm. Again, another reason to follow Lance's 2018 training schedule. There you go. Yeah. Well, he just told me, yeah. you know, you keep doing what you're doing. All the cycling, all the stuff you're doing, being active, yep. it is making a difference mm-hmm. for sure. You are healing much better. Yeah. You know, than you expect. So. Yeah. And um, if you're and if you're talking about this is where I think just in medicine in general, and Lance, I know you probably have seen this even from the dental point of view. We there was a time period where recovery from injuries meant rest and don't move and sit there right. and stay still and hope things get better and get fat. Yeah, that's exactly. what I did. I mean, think, think, think about how they used to recover ACLs. Anybody yep. here who's had an ACL injury back in the, we'll say the eighties. I mean, they immobilized your leg. Right. And took you out of that eight weeks later and we're like, all right, let's begin stretching it now and hope that it healed. Right. Right. And eight weeks. nowadays, yeah. I mean, we get ACLs in my clinic, two, three days after surgery and they're moving, moving right away. Mm. You know, I mean, Jake's, you know, injury to you're moving as early as you can there. And it's, it's just a shift in how we treat disease, but also just musculoskeletal injuries is move. And what's one of the best ways to move is cycling because it's low impact and you can do it for hours and hours. Right. You'll, Mm. you'll, you'll appreciate this and be disgusted at the same time. (laughs) Um, I tore my ACL and had Uh it, had it surgically repaired. 13 months before my first Ironman race. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I tore my ACL. Decided immediately after, like, I should probably decide do Decided immediately after, I'm going to do an Ironman. <laughs> Signed up for it, like, two weeks after surgery. Yep. My doctor was like... That is awesome, though. Oh, no, my doctor was like, are you stupid? And I'm like, I'm going to send you a picture of me crossing the finish line <laughs> of this Ironman race. So you just tell where my headspace yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, See, but, they're going, yeah, yeah, whatever. But I was like, whatever. Yeah. But I but I, I really do and truly I'm I'm not that I kind of don't like to hear when PTs are always like talking down stuff like that. Now there is such things as like Lance Extreme is one thing. <laughs> but like I mean I love patients like Lance in that sense. I would much rather have somebody who's absolutely pushing the limits of what uh, the human body can deal with basically anything. For God's sake, I mean you can have crush injuries, recover and then go back to racing at a high level. Now yeah. it takes recovery time, but I hate the the adage that it's like, oh, you know, be really careful on this for the next nine months. Going by the book on recovery, it's like, well, Lance isn't the book. You know, I mean, <laughs> right, like right. Lance, Lance and Jake here are not the book. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, all right, you know, make sure you're only moving it this much for nine months now. And after nine months, we'll address your recovery at that point. 
it's it's a continuum at that point. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, I think that your your recovery from this nerve injury is is really an adage that it really is. It's been it's been good. I still do walk funny with a little bit of a hitch because mm-hmm. it's you know my right foot is not 100 percent, but it is way better than yeah they thought it was gonna yeah, be. I don't notice yeah. it, so I mean, I just say I don't see it. Either. Yeah, yeah. might I'd be I'd just you have to being really sensitive to yourself, but yeah, you seem perfectly 100 percent normal to me. But that's mm-hmm. still awesome. Well, normal is like, really? I mean, that's, come on. <laughs> the guy carries a handkerchief around in his pocket. <laughs> I do carry a handkerchief. You know why I carry a handkerchief? Can we address this, please? Because we, we talked about this okay. before the podcast. This, this is such an up. old person thing to do, and I'm way too young to actually walk around with a handkerchief all the time. But I always have a handkerchief in my pocket. It's kind of a cool handkerchief. If you though. know Lance and you see him in public in the next whenever, <laughs> hey Lance, can I borrow that handkerchief yeah, for a minute? In my just, pocket, yeah. I guarantee. Somebody you. try and pick. It's a good time of year to borrow that thing right pocket. now. Just fill it up. <laughs> now the reason I carry a handkerchief is because I am a sweaty man. <laughs> I sweat so easy, and there is nothing worse than sitting in a church meeting in my suit and tie and sweat dripping down my my brow i'm like okay this is not good so i this is why you I, have to live in the pacific northwest if you lived in arizona you'd be dehydrated uh, all the time yeah. it's 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 a problem yeah so i carry a handkerchief yeah People all right fun of me next one who's up evan go um, shoot oh i liked the cut healthcare costs which is what we just talked about there you go there. yeah yeah so many outside of i mean layers to that in but yeah obviously crashing does not <laughs> cut your healthcare costs but if we're talking about long term lance knows this better than anybody too I mean, the the pharmaceuticals people will accumulate yeah. if they do not maintain healthy cardiac function for any number of reasons. That is a massive load on the wallet right there. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll tell you what, I think paying for a couple surgeries for a couple crashes in your life definitely is negated by the cost <laughs> of cholesterol drugs over 40 years. Right. Yeah. Like, that's... I mean, those those are not cheap drugs by any means. Yeah, there's it's just ridiculous too. Yeah. Just the whole industry needs yeah. needs some reform. But that, that's yeah. You know, I'll digress and just walk. That's away a huge from rabbit that. hole. Oh god, we could go down a but, big big rabbit but hole. Yeah, I mean, you spend all your money on bike parts and bikes, though. <laughs> so everything you save on healthcare, this you're is spending on something else. Yeah. But that's, that's that's fine though. Money's meant to be spent. <laughs> it's good stuff right there. Put your pension where your passion is. Yeah, not where you need to be like getting yeah. like a triple bypass. Or See, something this like is that. this is where though you just got to like come up with this nice little like th- this article basically does the work for you if you need to convince your spouse that you need a new bike. You know, oh, you just yeah. send them this article and you're like, look, I my muscle adaptations decrease stress, saves my knees, <laughs> decrease anxiety. We're teaching young grasshopper very well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's learning. Cuts the healthcare costs. Yeah, and I'm cheap too, so that helps. <laughs> uh, Lance, you got another one for uh, us? My, my, my next one relates to that in that mm-hmm. bikes are cheaper than cars. Yes, they are. That's, a, that's yeah. a benefit. Is it, Although, isn't there a Velamonte rule, though, that says that your bike should be more, <laughs> more expensive than, than the car that you on. put it on? Yeah. Yes, probably. <laughs> that's what I was going to say is... It kind of depends on the bike, and it kind of yeah. depends on the car. Most car, we're definitely, definitely most. <laughs> depends cars. on how many yeah. bikes you have in your garage, too, Mister Kepler. There's also that, which is but locked you're, up. But people. you're not putting gas. <laughs> but you're not putting gas in that bike on a weekly basis. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So that's yeah something. Because well, I mean, even if you're spending, let's say you're buying a twelve thousand dollar getup, so you're you got a twelve thousand dollar bike. Still, let's say your car's six or eight thousand. Let's say you got a really good used car deal. Yeah, 
if you're filling up on a weekly basis, 30, 40 bucks in the tank, mm -hmm. I mean, you just made your money and yeah. I'm not going to try and do math because I'm not there. There's no missions uh, that, but yeah, you're, you're <laughs> saving money at some point in your yeah, life. Quarterly though, you're probably putting 40 to 50 bucks into a chain. You might be dropping yeah. another 60 to a hundred bucks in tires mm -hmm. um, for the whole year. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm no quarterly how often are you change your chain there mr mr price didn't we teach you uh, anything uh, once yes a year. on that <laughs> on that set threads quarterly. poking through his tires absolutely quarterly chains like <laughs> rattling back off but still even when you look at the my road bike does not get the love that my time trial bike gets. Yeah. so yeah when you look at the consumables of a bicycle yes you're still well in favor of uh going that direction over the car direction so yeah how about live longer did we already say that one I think that's just like a big. We already talk about how old I am. Yeah, yeah. but I just want to. <laughs> I just want to touch on this real quick. There are some guys that we ride with, and there's a local here. His name's Ron Child, and Ron. Hopefully, you're listening to this. I'm still enamored with your ability to get out there and drop the hammer on the bike. How old is Ron? He's, I believe, turning 79. Good for he's him. Still, oh my God, racing aqua bikes right now, and he wants to. He races aqua bikes. Yes, how have he, I not? I haven't run. Into he this guy might yet. actually come out and do some road racing next year. That's awesome. And like, he's another one of those perfect examples too. You look at him like, you think he's maybe in his like mid to late sixties and he's like, he's almost 80. Talk and about he, somebody we need to bring on just to talk. I mean, yeah. just to, I would love to hear like what his trains looked like through his life, just yeah. like how it's changed over yeah. his life. Well, yeah. you know, what's funny is he didn't, he was a, a you know busy working man for a lot of years and he mm -hmm. said that he really didn't take up cycling until his early sixties. So it's, wow. it's really been the last like 15 to 18 years that he's yeah. been cycling consistency it is never too but late you, people you look never at the man late. and he's slender he's mm -hmm. you know fit on the bike he can hold his own I, i've ridden with him and he can he can move he can move yes do you know that's how many fantastic. 80 year olds out there are swimming period oh yeah. not that many yeah like that's impressive that's very very impressive it's it just blows my mind it boggles my mind and i'm like you are my hero you are like the the gold standard for what i want to be when i am that age and yeah. i can only hope and pray that Ooh. i'm that age and still out riding my bike. I've got a super early hot seat question for both of you. Uh oh, go ahead. Would you rather, so like what is more important to you? Being Food. very... <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, was that another Libido. question? Okay. <laughs> is there, so would you rather in your life as an endurance athlete, uh -huh. for both of you cyclists, be as fast as you could possibly be, reach your potential of speed, or ride until you're like 90? I'd rather ride until I'm 90. I'd rather get mm -hmm. those miles in. There's far uh, far too many other things, like these positives that we keep going through. Yeah. And I've still got a few more to hit on. I'd rather have more of those. More miles than... Than that speed. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Lance, going fast is fun, but... Lance is thinking about I, this one. I don't know. I'm... I'm very performance driven. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> That's why I wanted to ask. <laughs> so it... I, but you also have an addiction. So could yes, you have... Yes, I do. That is also true. So to find out really how fast I could be is yeah. really but attractive. When does, <laughs> but when does it stop? I mean, if yeah, I'm right until 90, like, when does Lance get to go to? Say, like, for the next three well, years or something like that, well, when he turns 15, he's done? Yeah, I think, I think we can talk about because all these positives of cycling, but we know that, like, so there is, for the healthy, awesome parts of these sports... I think sometimes when you get to that tippy top of whatever your own personal ability is and speed is, that also there's a line of that not being fun anymore. Yeah. There really is. So like for me, my initial reaction would be like, oh, I would love to be like as fast as I possibly could. 
but I actually kind of lean with Jake here. I would rather be racing and doing stuff and going on awesome bike rides till I'm in my nineties. Cause I don't think that actually going as fast as I possibly could would be fun. <laughs> it does hurt a lot. <laughs> I mean, this last season, like don't get me wrong, yeah. it was fun at points, but like some of my races here that I went really like did really well at were not fun. But yeah. it means it was not a fun experience. <laughs> it's like that last ten minutes of a cyclocross race. Oh yeah. It's just that's not fun. It's just pure pain. <laughs> it's not fun. It's just yeah. pure pain. Well, it's it is like, fun in a dark really sort of weird much. way. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun as soon as it's done. You're like, that's that right. was awesome. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Another one. Lance, go. Uh, improving tourism. Yeah. Now I, I I like this one because I I tend to travel a, a bit and I like nothing better than to go into a new city and get on my bike and go go look. Yeah. Go go, go travel around the area. Yeah. Go see what is out there. That's that's how you. I mean, when you think about like what's the best part of going to these destination trips, at least in America, I know. It's absolutely jumping on a bike and going on. Yeah. I mean, I know whenever you're going anywhere, you're researching Strava I, out I the am. wazoo to find the best ride. Or I'm looking at Ride with GPS to mm-hmm. find loop rides or cool things that are in the area, and I'm downloading into my Garmin. Or, yeah, I'm always, whenever mm-hmm. I go to a new city, I'm trying to find, okay, where's the cool spot to ride? Yeah. Or even, even riding through like some of the major landmarks in the big cities mm-hmm. is just. Oh yeah, it's just it's cool to be able to do that and see that and see that you know yep. side of even even New York City. I, I, I we we spent um, a week in Manhattan for spring break like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. uh, with my with my daughters and I took my bike with me and I tried to ride every day and I did several laps through Central Park which is really cool. Mm-hmm. But my and and I actually rode out to through New Jersey, across the George W. Bridge. I, I don't know where I went, but I did like yeah. a 70-mile ride one day. My funnest ride that I did uh-huh. was at 5 in the morning on 5th Avenue, <laughs> just straight downtown, bombing down the street, that weaving is awesome. in and out of cars. Like it, was, it, was a total, it was a total messenger bike type yeah. ride yeah. that I probably should have gotten killed on. But, but it's worth it. <laughs> but I, it was so much fun just just to see just to see the city at that time and to ride my bike through these. And I never would have done that at noon, you yeah. know, or at yeah. ten. But at five in the morning, there were very few oh, cars. Yeah. I I love exploring new cities by bike. That's that's my favorite thing about ri- the couple of rides I've just done through Portland. Like, yeah. it's an awesome city to ride around, and you get to see the entire thing if you're on a bike instead of you know taking the max and only seeing a little bit of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Always assimilate a lot more from an area too by being on your bike. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely one of those cool things about being on a bicicleta. Exactly. I like that. I got a, I got another devil's advocate one here. Bring it. It said stretch. It said like keeps you flexible. That is so not true. There's no, (laughs) there's another one like improves posture. I can understand improving core musculature endurance, but like, being somebody who spent a lot of time in the time trial position of my life, I wouldn't choose that position for the next 80 years of my life. <laughs> also, I mean, I know that both of you, there's after your five-hour ride, are you springing off that bike and being like, man, my hips feel loose? <laughs> no, that is, <laughs> it did say in there, too, that it improves posture, and I don't know cyclists. I, I don't mean, know if they have quite the best posture yeah. in the world. <laughs> like, 
don't get me wrong. I'm I'm kind of against the whole like perfect posture myth. Like I yeah. like there's been no good studies to prove that actually posture improves pain by any means. But like, <laughs> I, but posture has a lot more to do with like your daily activities and where your tissue like decides to tighten. But I don't think the cycling position is where I would want long term myself to like <laughs> get down into. <laughs> That's true. I'm every time I'm on a long ride, there's it, hour three or hour four. I'm standing up every oh, yeah. 10 minutes to stretch my hips, squeeze and the glutes as much as you yep. can. Yeah. 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 That's why I like to, I'd like to throw swims after my super, super long rides. feels like it stretches me out yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I know you're not going to, but <laughs> <laughs> so with what Lance touched on riding in different areas and tourism, you kind of alluded to a few things are creating memories. Um, mm-hmm. How many great memories do you have with being on your bike as opposed to, say, sitting on your couch watching a TV show? I can think of three in the last five days. Most yeah. most memories in my life, I would say. That's, most memories in my life are probably on a bicycle. So. Like riding down Fifth Avenue in yeah, Manhattan. There you go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's you can't replicate that. No. I mean, you can't. And then think about all of the good times that you've had in a race with your teammates or going out on a team ride or just with your buddies or just doing some sort of fun ride. Like something happens and that's a great memory that you'll have for the rest of your life, whether it be good or bad. But um, yeah. whether it's Lance flatting and taking forever to change it and then we got time trial back to the <laughs> group right. or that. Right. <laughs> I, did have to do that. I think one of our very first team rides, I don't know if you remember this. I think it was right after you got your felt and you you get a flat tire probably within like three miles out of the gate. And we <laughs> still, uh, no way. We were riding up North <laughs> County. Do you remember that? No. And like he pulled over and we didn't even have our kits yet. You were wearing your, uh, your Belgian bio racer kit. And I remember you were like taking a while to change. And I got my phone out and played the Jeopardy theme song for you. Do you remember that? Okay. I do remember <laughs> That's funny. That's jeopardized. really funny. <laughs> that is very funny. Yes. Yeah. You remember that. That's stuff. a good one. I mean like creating memories is definitely like the best part of these sports. I oh, mean, yeah. that's, that's like why we do. I mean, you know, I think people who aren't in these sports listening to us talk to like, why would I want to do something that sucks for the last 10 minutes of it? It's like, well, that's, you know, that creates a memory right right there. Yeah. Hey, you quickly forget about how badly things hurt when you're in the moment. And then you start to like, you know, the, the best part for me is like after the race is done, just hanging out at the, the staging area with your team or the the car ride home, even and just doing the race recap and kind of talking about everything. Mm -hmm. My God, I wouldn't trade those for anything in the world. They are so much fun. And that's why I will a hundred percent be on your guys' side that my, I like post bike races better than any other post triathlon. It's like, how'd your race go? Well, you know, we jumped in the water first and then we got on a bike (laughs) and then we all ran and how'd yours go? Well, pretty similar actually. (laughs) (laughs) So it's fun. And then like the, the fun preparatory stuff, getting ready for that. And then, you know, comparing, contrasting that with your friends and the memories of that whole process. Like, again, Mm -hmm. you just can't, for me, it's tough to find that anywhere else. Yeah. So also they're, they're, they're missing one on this 101 benefits of cycling is you get really good at pinning little paper things onto kind of <laughs> round objects. Oh, jeez. Is that on there somewhere? On. <laughs> is that, <laughs> that does not fall on the 101 that benefits make of cycling. That that's must like, have been on 102 benefits list. No, yeah. that's <laughs> like the top 10 list of like things I hate about cycling. Exactly. <laughs> Those damn numbers sucks. <laughs> I like how it's, it's the shame of pinning your own stupid number yeah. on your jersey. I'm uh, okay. So the, the, you guys will find this funny. I'm a little bit nervous about doing that again this season because I haven't done it in like two seasons now. Evan, don't worry. I did about it for it. like six years, but it, there's no d- way. Don't I, worry. We'll all mock you incessantly when you do it wrong. <laughs> I know. Well, I never want to be the guy who are either of you these guys the spray guys. Do you guys do the spray? 
Well, it I ruins haven't. the jersey. It ruins the jersey. No. I, I did that for a season, and I just tanked all of my team's jerseys. So Some of the guys will do it for the time-trialing stuff, just to keep that and thing for time really trial, like, it makes stuck sense. to it. And there's a couple people that will do it for the road. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. I just, we use a cloth number, too, with Obra. Oh, okay. So you can pin it pretty tight. You're not getting the flappy oh, you flaps. You guys are so much so. better than Ohio. No. <laughs> oh, look at Obra. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Lance, you got another one for me? Boost your libido because I'm, I'm Lance Romance. Bow, wow, chicka, wow, wow. I knew that that one had to come back <laughs> at some point. Back. That was like what number? I forget what number that was on there. Know. Scrolled by. I was like, I, I would mention that, but I'm sure Lance is going to bring that up. So. <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate on that. A lot of anymore. good research behind that, though. Yeah. Increased yeah. testosterone, everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Lance Hepler, Lance Romance, Lance Romance, International Man of Mystery, Lance Labido Pants, Lance No Pants, Lance Romance, Last Chance, Lance Romance, Lance Romance in the house, Super Genius, Lance Hepler, coughing into his handkerchief, Romance, Puffy Pants, Lance, Lance Romance, Lance Romance, yes, in the house. Oh, okay. couldn't resist. I'm yep. sorry. Well worth it. Though. I deserved yeah. that. <laughs> is that a top five most important one? If we're talking from purely, well, I mean, yeah, it, it, it probably is. Increases population in the world, all that important stuff. <laughs> or does it decrease with your uh, time in the saddle? That's actually it's very true. <laughs> There's another problem. Yeah, yeah That's a good thing. It increases your libido. but Yeah, I was going to say it may increase your libido, but it's definitely damaging nerve functions. So. <laughs> it's down on the world population pro- problem. We're going to yeah. be uh, confronted with your very there soon. There you go. Everybody so. ride a bike. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about teach others? How to ride a bike? Which one was that? Just it was number sixty-one. Teaching others. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that it, it's a, a good thing for us to be able to teach others about everything to do with cycling. Mm-hmm. How to teach people how to race bikes. How to teach people how to ride a bike. How to teach people how to be safe on a bike. How to work on a and bike. And then yeah. all of the other things that spill out of that is them being on a bike and and having the benefit of all of the different things that we're mm-hmm. running over here. So yeah. Definitely, I think also the mechanical aspect of being able to work on your own bike. Sure. I know I've had friends who say, like, I mean, I know for, for people who grew up around cycling, it's no big deal to change a tire. Yeah. But I know, I mean, I can't remember which friend of mine it was, but uh, she changed a tire for her first time when she was out on a ride, flat had changed it herself, and made yeah. it back. She said that was a very empowering experience. That she was able to do that. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. It, it is. I mean, that's, you know, for people who don't grow up working in bike shops, like, that's that's a big empowering yeah. moment to be able to do that. Yeah. I have a service that I provide that's actually kind of fun for me and I think people really enjoy it. So basically it's, it takes like three to four hours though. And they'll come in and we put their bike up on the stand and we literally tear the entire thing down. Mm-hmm. We service it and we build it all the way back up. And I'm basically right there with them and showing them how to do every last little step and every I last little detail with you. <laughs> so that they, they know their bike inside and out because a lot of people, they just, they have this fear of the, the yeah. stuff that they don't know. And when you can break it down for them and, and teach them exactly what's going on mechanically speaking and how mm-hmm. to go about servicing that and how to deal with it in, in the event that you're out in the middle of nowhere and something goes sideways, it's a, it's a nice thing to have in your back pocket. It's a definite sense of security that you can have. And there you can start learning how to work on your own bike and do your own yeah. maintenance and save a few bucks too. So In this way, you know, when the zombie apocalypse comes and we all have to <laughs> jump on our bikes and ride away, if your bike breaks down, hey, guess what? You can fix you can it yourself fix it. and make sure the zombies don't catch you. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Evan, you got any more for us? Uh, well, outside the zombie apocalypse one, um, <laughs> let me see. No, I think that was all my... There, there, there were some ones on muscle adaptations which I thought was interesting. There's, 
I mean, I, I know in uh, teasing a future podcast, we're going to get more into the physiology of training and adaptations that yep. happen along with training. But I definitely think it's the, the cool thing with cycling <clears throat> is that since your body has this, so running your body has to take a certain amount of pounding every single time you go out there. So it's harder to work in and out of your different energy systems. In cycling, since there's less pounding on the body, you can add a lot of like, I mean, you look at the physiology difference between a track cyclist and a climber. You know, you think about yeah. what Roman Bardet, a French cyclist who weighs, what does Bardet weigh? 125 pounds of skin and bone yeah. versus your best track cyclists in the world. Quadzilla. Who are yeah. 220 pounds, <laughs> like just a gorillas, beasts yeah. of yeah. name. I mean, so you, you look at, it's, it's a sport you can still kind of pick what your strength is. If you're a Lance, you know, you naturally are that more explosive athlete. If you're a me who explosive is never a word that has been used to describe <laughs> me in anything that I do in life, but, <laughs> but it can, it can appeal to those different uh, people who have those different tendencies for certain muscle adaptations. You know, when we talk about from a physiological standpoint, everybody, this is kind of a debated theory, but I'll give you the, the older theories that you're born with a certain percentage of type one and type two fiber muscles. And that percentage does not change throughout your life. Right. You can develop one or the other more, mm -hmm. but you're born with a certain percentage. This yep. is why some people are born to be sprinters and some people are not born to be sprinters. So that that's the kind of cool thing about cycling is that there's a part of the sport for every, if, yep. if you're that sprinter, get on the track or mountain bike and start doing, yeah. you know, the short efforts. If you're not, you know, go out and be somebody like Mike Myers who kills it in time trials and, yeah. you know, events like that. Yeah, it's uh, mm. it's definitely catering to yeah. all body types and exactly. shapes and sizes and ability levels. So it's, yep. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. How about, here's another one, be more interesting. And I put next to her, <laughs> be like Lance. <laughs> Is interesting the right word there? Or since we're in Portland, can we use the word weird? Like be more weird. Yeah. Like <laughs> well, this is uh, this one's kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, us as cyclists, like the second somebody like opens Pandora's box and mentions anything about cycling yeah. or for you triathlon, that, and we're like in a social setting, me. like yeah. you, like you just basically open up Pandora's box yeah. and yeah. we're gonna just start talking like at will, and we yeah. won't shut up about all things bikes. So. But but that is a cool because you are kind of weird in certain social environments. Yeah, I mean, like we we all have that group of friends that doesn't ride bikes or run. You know, yeah. so when you're in that social setting, and somebody asks you what you do today, and Lance answers, "I rode my bicycle 85 miles." <laughs> yeah, somebody what? looks at you like, "What does that even?" I'm not even sure what that means. Like, <laughs> yeah, why right. would you do Did that? You, yeah. you, you meant you drive you drove 85 miles? Like, no, I yeah. rode my bicycle 85 miles. So yeah, so. Yeah. That that part can be kind of weird, or if you just sit there and like perseverate on the same thing over and over and over again, that could be kind of like annoying. But when you can say something to the effect of like, "Oh, I did a, a mountain bike ride in uh, St. George, Utah, and did this cool trail called the Zen Trail, and it was this, that, and the other, and I met this guy," and you get to tell like a cool, interesting story, that's kind of fun. That that's entertaining, even though maybe you're not a cyclist, or you know, Evan, you can talk about something crazy that you did in traveling, like you talked about your Santa Cruz seventy point three. People are going to be enamored with that because you can tell some cool stories. And, and how much you're afraid of sea lions and then you know it's like terrified of sea lions actually <laughs> uh, terrified <laughs> no it just kind of creates like <laughs> it creates a cool conversation so 
But um, if it's just sitting there and that's all you ever do, whenever you show up, you talk about. Yeah, don't be that guy. You know, <laughs> we all like know that guy. This week I put in eight hours on Zwift and, yeah. you know, I went to the doctor. You know, when you're that or, guy and you're annoying, you know, that that, yeah. that part, you know, that part or sucks. Or God but. forbid be the guy who mentions anything Watts related to people who don't ride bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I put out I put out 450 Watts for two minutes on the stride. Yeah, my watts per like, kilogram, man. I'm up to like, I only, four, yeah. It's like, I know, I know Watts of a light bulb and that's about it. I don't care yeah. about what you're doing on a bicycle <laughs> so that one you got to be careful with it can definitely though create some cool conversations you it can does, tell some yeah. cool stories and these are stories that might inspire people to get out and try your sport yeah. and that is the one of the 101 benefits of cycling my favorite one is when you run to that person who mentions bikes and you have this like immediate connection where you're like, oh right. my God, we get to talk about bikes. Did we just bikes. become best yeah, friends? Exactly. We yep. get to talk about bikes now. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which oh. in this region is pretty common. Like you run into quite a few people. Yeah. yeah. So if here's another one for you guys. If you basically wipe things like triathlon and cycling off the map and endurance sports in general, and when you start to think about athletics and you grew up as a kid, you probably start getting introduced to sports at like five, six, seven years old. You become good at said sport, and then you play all through high school, and then if you're lucky and you're good enough, you can go play some in college. And if you're lucky, again, there's maybe an outlet for you to play on a club level as an adult, and you're maybe in a weekly rec league. A lot of times, though, people are hanging them up at about 35, 40 years old oh, just yeah. because they're starting to... most yeah, people. Yeah, because you're breaking down. There's, there's very few people that are out there still being competitive, there's a lot of people that have that need to have those competitive juices like guilty. Exactly. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Let's think about cycling. What does that do for you when you start thinking about like the Ron Childs of the world, who's 78, 79 years old, still out doing aqua bikes, still out training on his bike to get faster and to, you know, Mm -hmm. beat the living snot out of people that are his age, which he's doing. What other forms of competitiveness besides playing chess and checkers? Yeah. Or allowing you to, to train your body up and to have all of these cool like things that we've already talked about that you get to inject into your life for pretty much your entire life. I mean, yeah. how many other sports can you think of that, that give for you God's that? For sake, you can do sports in your 80s. I mean, that's... Well, there's the yeah. guy, too, that, that broke his own world record here recently for, mm-hmm. uh, what was it, like a 20K or something like that? He was 100 and... Oh God. I'll right. double check. He's like 106 or 108 <laughs> years incredible. old. Oh my gosh. Just this, I, he's like four foot 11, if I'm not mistaken, just a little guy. Yeah. And he still gets on his bike and he goes out and he races it. And he's just, you know, out there having fun going as fast as he can. Now it's not that fast, but he's still hey. doing it. So yeah. I mean, what other sport can you do? There's, there's not year? outside the endurance world. There's not many places where you can really i see that in tennis maybe competitive tennis i still see kind of that competitiveness in the aging but uh, but not to the same level that endurance yeah step funny and fell down not 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 to the same level i'll get some hate mail from tennis people there but yeah i mean (laughs) trap shooting yeah um god i don't even want to say golf fishing derbies Uh, golf is fishing a sport? Uh, golf. Yeah, I guess people play golf. I, I, don't know. I will. I'm trying to here's my honest opinion on this. I'm going to get so much and many angry messages for this. I consider <laughs> fishing more of a sport than golf. You do? Yeah. Golf's an activity. <laughs> so it's interesting. Fishing. No, I like fishing more. <laughs> okay, explain. I, I don't even personally like fishing, but I see a really cool passion and humanity in fishing that I don't see in golf. Okay, golf to me is, I, I don't know. You be 450 pounds smoking a pack of <laughs> cigarettes, sitting on a fishing boat and catch a, a million fish, and you're going to die walking to your car from the park or from the, the boat launch right. because you're a deconditioned... I'll, 
I'll rephrase and say fly fishing. I've met I've met a lot of fly fishers okay. in their like fifties and sixties who are like very active. They're outdoorsy type of guys because yeah. usually they gotta hike out to these sort of places and everything. Yeah. I just like that bet like putting on the boots, going out there fly fishing more than like put Anything you put on khakis to do is not a sport. Okay, what about professional golf, though, where they're not allowed to use a cart? They have yeah. to walk the whole thing. Granted, yeah. somebody's still carrying their bag, and they're just walking what 7,000 yards or something like that. My 88-year-old grandmother walks more than those guys do on a course in a day, so yeah. I don't know. That's, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of mean messages about this, but I, I don't know. I just don't find, like, I, I put golf under that, like, darts, chess, curling they're sports that require a skill that's very hard to do like yeah. golf as a skill is incredibly hard yeah but like i'm not gonna sit there and say yeah these guys are muscular guys but like if you put those guys against any other professional sport they get their their stuff blown up right but i like a, we're, we're like back in the day when they were talking about tiger woods like he's such an elite athlete i'd be like tiger woods you put him on an nfl team nba team mlb team soccer team that guy's not making any of those cuts as an athlete not even close and that's why we continue to be a fringe sport because you just ostracized half our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> well, they they, they the call cycling the new like like the new old guys golf is what they call it. So yeah, I don't know. It did. And this is funny because actually one of my best friends is like a really really yeah. good golfer too. So he would listen to this and just say like Evan just pissed because he sucks at golf, which is true. <laughs> I do suck at golf. <laughs> you know, they used to say the business got done on a golf course, and there's been a big shift in the world where a lot of business does get done on bicycles now, and, and people yeah. have walked away from the golf course to take up cycling because mm -hmm. they want to be more, you know, basically more active, more active yeah. and, and get their fitness in and conduct business on bikes i've yeah. closed some big deals on the golf course and i've closed some big deals on the bike yeah both. Yeah. yeah and i actually the only time i'll ever play golf now would you consider golf a i i know that everybody's no, definition of golf. sport and athlete is different would you consider golf a sport yes i would because okay. it takes an incredible amount of skill, skill. and precision yes. skill and, and precision. body control to be able to is do it and darts, you can do it is competitively can it be done competitively yeah, darts can be done competitively. Yeah, so can golf. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's a sport. Do you do you consider the men who do it, men and women who do it, athletes? No. Okay, there we but go. I also that's see, that's depends. where we're going to ask. Baseball players who aren't athletes. That's true. Okay. <laughs> but they have great vision and great hands, so they yeah, can they hit do. a ball. Yep. Some of those dudes are pretty fast and strong. Yeah, so I, I mean, agree. Like they in are. the day of like you know John Crawford. There are definitely yeah. athletes who play baseball. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this is where I mean, like I'm not talking about your top echelon guy. Like there are some great strong athletes that play golf. Now, do I think any of them are good aerobic athletes? God, no. But yeah. are they athletic? <laughs> yeah. Are they athletes? Yeah. Sure. And this yeah. is where I can even hear the argument. I have people who we, we had a big argument in one of my exercise physiology class back in college. I still remember talking about if endurance athletes are athletes. And we came up with this loose definition of an athlete as the better an athlete you are, you're somebody who can adjust to certain activities very well. So like a Bo Jackson, it's like one of the greatest athletes of all time. Yeah. That guy, you teach him any sport for a year, he's going to be great at it. Mm -hmm. uh, a Lance Armstrong, as much as I love Lance pretty one-dimensional in the aerobic world like you toss him on a basketball court lance isn't going to adjust to that environment super well yeah but yeah that that's an argument for another time interesting i'm gonna get so much hate mail from golfers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> what's right. your what's your handicap lance i have no idea i hate golf <laughs> 
like 35 how probably. did you close a deal being bad at golf because it's because i'm good at the relationship i'm not at as the golf. you're shanking your drive yeah i didn't i'm i'm not a terrible golfer okay but i'm but i'm, but I'm good at the relationship we should actually go golfing we, we should actually go golfing sometime pass i haven't been golfing in like five years but <laughs> i used to golf as well and it's yeah. just i never really fell in love with it i mean oh, it was yeah. fun it's i used to enjoy going to the driving range as a kid and the f- first few times i played golf it was fun but yeah, yeah get too freaking frustrated like After when you that rant, it's too, it's you want to go play golf now. I know. Well, I feel like I have to now. I feel like I have to. But anything you're going to spend like six or seven hours out of your day doing and like not really be getting much of a workout in, it's like I just paying a hundred bucks time. a round to do yeah. it. Yeah. I, I only do it now for a social reason because yeah. my buddies are going or because this yeah. banker needs to chat me up or yeah. then I'll go. I'll go in those situations. Are your buddies going to get pissed at you for talking down golf? No. Okay, no. good. They've, they've all kind of slowly gone away from it. And now when I get together with my buddies, if they're all go playing golf, oh, Lance is going to come. He's going to ride his bike instead. Yeah. Yep. Yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. As you should. Absolutely. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, any more from you guys? Golf rant over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like scared for the messages we're going to get. No, I'm time. all good. The, the very last one, and I think I'll just let this be our exclamation point, just have more fun. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to have more fun. I mean, it's not for everybody. Of mm-hmm. course, everything's not for everybody, but yeah. I can't think of anything that I have more fun at doing, yeah. okay. riding bikes. On Thursday, I'm in the Tri-Cities in Washington. I walk outside in my bike stuff. The wind is howling. Yep. And my wife is like, you're not going to go ride in this. And I'm like... Heck yes, I am going to go right in this. And certainly the first like 10 miles were terrible because it was straight headwind. And then when I turned the corner, oh my gosh, oh, I was having 32, so much fun. Just with nothing. I, I'm cruising at like 35 down this, you know, bike path with not a soul on it because nobody's out there because it's too windy. I just was having so much fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I miss riding yeah. my bike, man. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> this this week, I saw a little kid on his bike. Looked like he was probably on his bike for one of the first time without training wheels. He was kind of wobbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had the biggest smile on his face and was tearing away from his dad, who was sprinting <laughs> after him, yelling. This kid's just yeah. out of the saddle with the biggest smile I've ever seen on his face. <laughs> probably just about to crash, but that kid was having the time of his life. Wow. <laughs> All right. That'll be Jake the first time he gets out of his yes. bike outside. Now. Have more fun on your bike. <laughs> I like it. So, you guys know what today is? It's no. November 5th. It's the 6th. No, it's the 5th. The 5th. Oh. <laughs> so, and this will come fifth, out on yeah. the 7th. So, you folks that are listening to us, <laughs> it was five months ago today yeah. that I got hit by a five car. Five months ago. That's June 5th. Five months. Already five, five months. months. And I still can't reach the hoods on my, my bike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Just with one arm. Yeah, that's true. High five, Jake. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I got one good hand. <laughs> He's got one really good hand over there. Inside the head with. Yeah. yeah, he deserves a smack for that. <laughs> sorry, I just was looking at that. It'll be it's twenty two weeks. Twenty two freaking weeks. It's brutal. Good yeah. gravy. That's a sucks. bad injury. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. So shoulders tend, are rough. Tend man. to concur now. So. Shoulders are rough. All right, one last thing. Evan, one last thing Ooh, from you, buddy. One last thing. Oh, we just talked about a lot of stuff right there. I feel like I need to make apologies for my one last thing. Um, <laughs> I would like to make an apology to anybody who's a Tiger Woods supporter. He's a wonderful <laughs> athlete, I'm sure, and probably could adjust to many different sports. He has a great libido, too. He does have great... <laughs> 
<laughs> must ride a bike. <laughs> ride what a if bike. Tiger Woods does ride bikes? I'm going to look at him for airs and omissions next time and watch him be so great cyclist. I know yeah. he mountain bikes. You know, there there's some really cool like celebrities out there that actually like road race and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my one last thing is that I'm going to. We, I'd, I'd love some feedback on what people actually want to know about with their training. You know, like, so when, when, when we, when we do our physiology, like training physiology podcast, that I, will be four weeks from yeah, today. That yeah. We're going to do that one. So like plenty of time for feedback, but I'd, I'd like to hear back from anybody who like actually wants to hear something specifically about like, Hey, what is like, what's an explanation for this? Or why do people say this? Or, you know, yep. cause I think there's a lot of misnomers out there in the endurance world. Yep. yep. We'll be having the uh, dial podcast university and we will be doing mm-hmm. physiology one oh one. It's going to be fun. There you go. Good times. <laughs> yep. Oh, the airs, no missions list is going to be so big. <laughs> the, the podcast after that. Yeah, you know what? I might even try and reach out to some of my old professors who used to be yeah. at Chapman University. I wonder if they're still there, if I can get a hold of them somehow. It would be awesome to get one of those guys on. That'd I be had cool. some, like, because we talked about this earlier this this year about mm-hmm. some people that were kind of like role models of yeah. ours. And I yeah. had three different professors, actually four of them, that were just spectacular. Oh, if you I could wonder get if I could get one of them, one of them on. Cool. That would be so cool. That'd, That'd be, be really cool. cool. We should write that down. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll reach out. Yeah. You can try and say like, hey, do you want to nerd out on a podcast for a little bit? There you <laughs> go, yeah. But yeah, I think I think it'd be cool to make that, just my last thing is just to make that podcast as helpful for anybody listening in, whether you're coaching yourself yeah. or if you just have questions about what your coach is yeah. doing for you so you can understand it better. Shoot Evan an email, mm-hmm. evan at dialpodcast.com or yeah. ping us on uh, Facebook. The book face. Yeah. The book face at mm-hmm. dialpodcast. Yeah. Cool. Lance, one last thing, Bob. Um, I might be gone next week. I might have to be on location again. So, I was about before he Don't. played that. I was about to say it into the microphone. <laughs> go, Evan. Go. One, two, three. Lance Romance on location. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm Matt not somewhere rolling in his grave. <laughs> yeah, I think he hates that button. button. <laughs> oh. uh, no, one of my buddies is actually running for office in. Um, in utah and he's i think he's running i don't even know i know i don't even know exactly what office he's running for i think it's in the state legislature but i'm not exactly sure can you, you get him on the podcast commercial for him right <laughs> can now you get yeah. him on the podcast if he wins i, I could get him on the are, podcast. that would be so sweet he are does you, listen oh he does yes What's are you again? throwing your official support behind your friend for? his name is steve waldrip um vote for steve vote for steve vote steve 2018 <laughs> <laughs> not pedro steve <laughs> he came to us yeah, all, all my college buddies like, hey, guys, I'm running for office. And we're like, why are you doing that? What is wrong with you? But he's he, leading in the polls, too, isn't he? I think he's leading in the polls. So he's actually a really good guy. He's one of the best people on the planet that I know. He's he's a really great guy. But after the election, he's hoping to take a few days off. And he said, Lance, come meet me. So I might go meet him. So Awesome. That's nice. enough for me. We'll, we'll try and track you down. All right. We'll tag a phone to you and <laughs> Skype you down. All right. Um, my one last thing. We have on November 24th, the Ugly Christmas Sweater Ride yeah. coming up. And you will see stuff on social media for that this week that will include um, all of the ride details, some cool pictures from years past, and the little charity that we're going to tie to that. And we will have a, um, a GoFundMe page again for that to add to the $3,000 that we already have stacked up here. Let's buy a bunch of bikes for kids yes. this year. This is going to be yep. flipping awesome. And then Jiro mm-hmm. is going to pony up too. We're going to get some super oh, nice. cool helmets for 
dirt cheap. So oh, nice. those, the money is going to help us raise money for bikes and helmets for the kids. And then our team will be going out to hand these bikes over and give them a little in-service on how to use their bike safely and how to take good care of it. Should be fun. Love it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. keep your eyes and ears peeled for some good information on the Dialed Cycling Ugly Christmas Ride. <laughs> Christmas. Ugly, ugly Christmas, Christmas Sweater Ride. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so much fun, man. And you get to decorate your bike too, which is kind of cool. Sounds maybe lame to some of you, but once you get out there and get in the, the, the mood of it all, yeah. it's a good time. Yeah, don't yeah, be so. a Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. So look for that on our social media. Um, that will be the um, Dialed Cycling pages. There's the the team page. There's the um, the podcast page that we'll put it up to, uh, the Dial Podcast. And then look for the announcement on Strava as well, the Strava group page on there. If you want to follow along with all the rides and stuff that we got going on there, mm-hmm. feel free to join that uh, particular do have, group. Do we have Prune Hill coming up too? We do. do. We okay. That will be posted up later today. Ooh, okay. Yeah, the Prune spoiler Hill 10K. Alert. Yeah, spoiler yep. alert. So, all right, guys, anything else? That's it. Boom. Hey, Matt, we missed you today, buddy. Missed you, Matt. Yeah. Hopefully the, the swooshy people aren't like oppressing you to too much here. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he just went off the map. <laughs> yeah. So, Can't wait to have him back. Yeah. Next week, hopefully. Steve job. I know. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan, Lance, thanks again, guys. Thank you. Always a good time. You bet. Folks, for listening out there, you guys are the best. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. We will see you next week. Bye for now. 